Round one, fight. Heroes never die. I'm Commander Shepard, and this is my favorite store on the Citadel. <laughs> I used to be an adventurer like you. Then I took an arrow in the knee. Power, sex, sex, power. They both come down to one thing. Hungry Gamers. Hello, 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 and welcome, boys and girls, to episode 140 of the Hungry Gamers podcast. We are powered by 8bit.net and Audio Technica. I'm your extremely humble host, Brendan White. You can find me just about everywhere, Brendan 8bit. And joining me today, my usual two partners in crime, Miss Ali Hart and Salim Abraham. We found out Miss Ali Hart and Salim TD, respectively. But also joining us today at the Hungry HQ are everyone's favorite non playable characters, two men who put the P in NPC. Alex Blueshift Andrea, who can be found at Blueshift 77, and Andrew A. Clay Clayton, who can be found at A. Clay 1788. They are a couple of NPCs. Welcome to the show, baby. That was smooth. That was too smooth. That was a little bit too smooth. (laughs) Yours is like really erratic and overly excited. Yeah, but that's me. That that was smooth. Yeah. (laughs) Like a finely ground coffee. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, Great to be here, guys. Thanks for the invitation. Yeah, uh, welcome back, we should say, because we did uh, start to record a PAX Australia-based special last week in... Oh, last year, sorry, in Melbourne. It feels like a week ago. It does, because <laughs> time flies when you're having fun or you're miserable, I don't know. But um, yeah, we, we had we had just down there. The episode nearly never made it to air due to some technical difficulties and the fact we didn't actually record an ending to the podcast. So we thought, you know what? Let's get you guys on. For the full uncut THG NPC crossover experience, and it sounds uh, delicious. Mm, yeah, it's it's uh, coming. It's like a special limited edition cereal. Uh, but yeah, episode one forty. We've got the NPCs here. Welcome. Did you guys want to give us the uh, the quick elevator pitch on who you are, what you do, so on and so forth, to uh, get those listeners up to speed if they aren't familiar with your works? All right. So we are a couple of NPCs, and we do a weekly podcast, and we stream. Uh, three to four days a week on twitch.tv forward slash a couple of NPCs. And we pretty much just talk shit and play some games. And it's never really well. <laughs> but I tell you what, we have a hell of a time doing it. Yeah. Uh, but, and um, yeah, uh, what else do we do? That's it. Oh, we got a YouTube channel as well. We do like highlights for all of our streams. So if you can't catch the streams, you can go to our YouTube and catch like some of the highlights. You know, and we do, we do highlights on our um, social media. So if you ever, because some people can't make it to the streams, obviously. So if you follow us on like Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, pretty much everywhere, um, you can still kind of get up to speed with some of the shenanigans that we've been doing. Shenanigans is the right word. Yeah, that's that's probably the word. A couple of shenanigans. A couple of MP shenanigans. Yes. And if you follow a couple of MP shenanigans um, on Instagram, you will see at the moment that you two boys are in the middle of a Nuzlocke challenge on Pokemon Soul Silver. Um, I have a very soft spot or a very special place in my heart for Nuzlocke challenges, having done a few myself. They're, um, they're amazing. T- talk us through it. Where is it up to? How's your team looking? Has anyone died? Have there been any significant casualties? <clears throat> All right. So, yeah. so when we do it, right, we always have a theme for how we name the Pokemon. So we've done a few. This is like our fourth challenge. Um, I think we've had um, musician na- nicknames. Yeah, musicians. Um, 
Ooh. Uh, superheroes. Yep. Um, rom? No, not rom com. Oh like, no, um, sitcom characters. Yeah, nineties sitcom characters. We, we had a, a hypno called Costanza. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. he was the MVP. He oh, was he was, was so the man. Good. We had a um, eradicate called Kramer. Yeah. Um, he was a beast. Uh, a gloom called Ross. It was, <laughs> it was fantastic. But yeah, we normally do um, like themes for the nicknames, and we put it up on Twitter, and the vote came to anime characters. So it's a very weeb intensive uh, Nuzlocke challenge, which <laughs> suits us just fine because we're closet weebs, not so closet. <laughs> and so currently we have uh, a Chikorita called Byakuya from Beautiful. Bleach. Um, we have a, oh, we, we had a whooper. Yeah. Named Osaka. <sighs> she dead now. She, <laughs> she died on the, sa- in the same route that we got her. Yeah. No, Ooh. she didn't last long at all. Poor thing. We were like training her up and this bell sprout was like, oh bitch, you trying to escape? Not today. Vine whip times yeah. four. <laughs> I get so riled up. He got so upset that the next trainer that came up, he like started yelling at oh. them. <laughs> And it's like they can't hear you. <laughs> they can't. I don't care. They gotta know. Just I, like, I went well. overboard with the. With, I, I think I had a Pokemon in. I poisoned their Pokemon. Then I brought out, brought in our ghastly mean looked at, spited it a couple times, so it couldn't do anything. <laughs> and I was just like watching it slowly die from the poison damage. And I'm like, yeah, this is for Osaka. And um, and then we we eventually we got a Geo dude called uh, Kirishima. Oh, so, he's putting so, in work. Yeah, yeah. So, like, uh, My Hero Academia, for whoever's seen it, he's the character that can, like, harden his skin. Yeah. So, we'll, like, you know, mm. make him a Geodude. Uh, and yeah. very recently in our last session, we had... Um, we drowsy. Called, we called a Drowsy, and we named him Pegasus, you know, from, from Yu-Gi-Oh! Because like. we thought it would be hilarious to see a Drowsy <laughs> with, like, the Millennium Eye and, like, the red trench coat. Mm, Yu-Gi-Oh! Boy. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah. Uh, we were fighting a trainer, and he had a Magma. And he hit us with this, like, out-of-nowhere feint attack, which is a dark-type move, and it takes out psychic types. Came out of nowhere. Didn't expect it at all. Because he's been just, like, using Ember, Smokescreen, and yeah. Smog. And we're just like, oh, okay. Oh, yeah, whatever. For sure, if he had feint attack, he'd use it from the get-go. Yeah. No, but he knocked us the hell out. Oh, I got so dirty. I got filthy. How does it feel, like, obviously, these Nuzlocke challenges, they, they play on your emotions from the jump because, obviously, you faint. That's permadeath and yes. no doubt you grow extremely attached to your to respective pokemons what's been the hardest yes. loss that you guys have had to go through oh it was costanza costanza hands down it was costanza <laughs> in, in the, the very first, first run. run because we're he made the... it to the elite four yeah and we're up against a, a gengar and we're like yeah no nah, he's got really good like special defense he can handle a couple of hits you know and i think he took a re- he took a solid shadow ball and lived and we're like with more than half health yeah and we're like no nah, he can handle this he can handle this and we kept him in to try and knock out the gengar because he, I don't think the rest of our team could could handle it. Yeah. Yeah. So we kept him in. He hit the Gengar. He didn't kill it. Hit, gets hit with a second Shadow Ball and just drops him. I think it was, was it a crit? It might have been. Because, you know, that's the nature of the beast. From there, we'd lost no other Pokemon. Everybody else uh, rose to the occasion <laughs> and avenged Costanza. Yeah, it was quite uplifting. <laughs> I remember seeing um, some some video highlights of, of the Costanza roller coaster uh, way back when, I think, when he did drop and... There was some brilliant little uh, little clips doing the rounds that I think yourselves maybe Dash might have cut together that had me in stitches. Yeah, it yep. was um, an emotional roller coaster. So <sighs> I yeah. love it. I love it. Mm. It's so good. <sighs> yeah, but listeners, you can you can hear the uh, the passion and the enthusiasm and the energy and not really any dick jokes at the moment, but they may come a bit later. <laughs> <laughs> you, 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 there's no, you can't afford to do that in Nuzlocke runs. You got to be serious every time that we like take it easy people die all right they die we yep. lose costanza 
Oh, yeah, we actually we actually end up losing that you know that Pegasus Drowsy from our recent run. We lost him to that faint attack, and then oh, I was so pissed. And then as we're like looking at another route for more Pokemon to catch, we run into another Drowsy, mm. and we're like, oh my god, Pegasus is back from the Shadow Realm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always heartbroken when I do one because you obviously one of the rules is you have to catch you could only catch the, the first Pokemon first. on a new yeah. route. Yeah, doesn't matter who it is. That's your only chance to catch a Pokemon. And like, you, you might need like a water type or something. Like, you know, you're going to come up against some fire trainers or something. And you're like, I need a water type. I need a water type. And then you get there and it's like Pidgey. And you're just like, <laughs> oh, I need oh, to make this work. <laughs> I need you, a, you got a box full of Pidgey. Somehow. Yeah. Um, I'm going to do another Nuzlocke. God, I love talking about it. Yeah, you, you should. You should. I've, I've been in a situation where... I had a water Pokemon and then I think it died and I never actually caught another one because it just never showed up and I couldn't surf and I, my game was, <laughs> oh, I was just like, <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure I was in Cinnabar Island and it died to somebody. Oh, I, think it, I think it died in the mansion to like poison uh, or something. And then I'm like, guess I'm fucking stuck here. <laughs> I guess I'll die. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's um let's let's park some Nuzlocke for now, and, and I guess because we have sort of segued into what we've been playing pretty pretty appropriately. Did you guys want to maybe digest a little bit of Apex discussion first? Because I see it looks like it's common across our our respective playthroughs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's in it's in our notes as well. I've, I've played a bunch of other stuff, but I see we've all got Apex, so we might as well mm. dive balls deep into that one. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I I can't really consider what I call playing Apex. <laughs> more than it is just failing all right so for anybody that's ever watched our streams you would already know this but we are like stormtroopers in that game <laughs> i couldn't hit somebody to save my life or anyone else's and there was there was this one situation i'll never forget it um where my two other teammates died i think it was you and then one of um one of our mods and they were down and I was like oh shit okay so i'll go up and i'll get their tags so i can go and respawn them and i run over and then I slide behind the the, the stairs because it was like you're like next to the building but under the stairs. Yeah. So I slid under there and I picked them up, but there was somebody there, and I was like, "Oh Jesus, what am I doing?" I'm fumbling around because I don't know what I'm doing, and I'm just like pressing buttons. Which ones? How do I get my gun out? You know, high tense situations just ruin me. I can't play this game at the best of times, so I'm just like, "Oh fuck!" And then I get up my gun and I start shooting, and they start jumping around, right? And I'm like, nowhere near hitting them. And then they just stopped moving so frantically, and I still missed them. They could have stood still, and I would still miss them. Have you seen that meme with like a stormtrooper, and he's really sad, and he gets like the gun to his head and shoots it, and just hits the wall? Yeah. That's me. That's that is that's me. Yeah, well, I can top that. I didn't know that numbers come off the enemies when you hit them until very recently. Wow. As in, you didn't. Oh, okay. Could you just haven't hit an enemy? Yeah, okay. I'm with you now. Just haven't hit anybody. Wow. It's it's a gift. It's a it's a special talent to be this terrible at that game. Yeah, yeah. There's definitely an oh, award my. out there for you somewhere. Um, but yeah, this game just keeps going from strength to strength. Obviously, it's it's sort of the the game on everyone's lips at the moment for a lot of the right reasons. What do you guys find in the overall experience? Are, are you enjoying it? Tell me your overall experiences with it. Like we know we know alleys and and we know a bit of dreams as well, but maybe. Maybe you boys uh, shed a little bit more light on the game, what you think, and then we can sort of talk about what we've been doing with the game this week. Um, all right, so I've said this on our podca uh, podcast for the last two weeks, I think. Um, I 
I think this is... I'm not the biggest fan of Battle Royale games. Like, I've never... Re- I got into a PUBG a little bit. I never really played Fortnite because I hate building shit. Um, Even Lego? And, but... Like Lego. Um, what? But I'm, this I'm game... I'm only learning this now, man. This is a deal breaker. <laughs> but this game... <laughs> this game, I'm like... If there was any Battle Royale that I was going to play, it's this game. You know what I mean? Like, there's something about this that just... This is the game that I would... I would get into. Yeah. But I feel like my enjoyment of the game is severely limited by my skill. <laughs> sure. That, that's been evident from the from the get-go in this discussion. Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm sitting there and I'm like, I can appreciate this game. It's much like Overwatch. I appreciate that game. I can see how good that game is. But I feel like, yeah, my enjoyment is limited by my ability. And um, Sam would understand this from, like, fighting games, because, like, that's one of the, oh, the yeah. genre that I, that I play, right? And he's not very so, good at them, too. So oh. I understand. <laughs> he says that, but, like, whoop my ass in Tekken. Um, so for people that don't really play fighting games, it's really hard to enjoy, like, what that game d- brings to the table because you just get slaughtered. So you can't just experience the greatness that is that game. And I feel like that's me with, with Apex. And I, I can tell that, you know, because I've been there with fighting games and I yeah. put in the time and now I can, you know, play them semi-competently. Mm. But I'm not at that competent stage with Apex. You're yet. sort of stuck on surface level with this game. You haven't sort of got to the depths yet that, uh, yeah, that you'd like but, to. But, it's, but that's how I know it's good because I can still appreciate it and I can still play it, mm. you know. That's fair. Mm, yeah. But if I lose for two hours, I'm like, <laughs> Alex, you got to take the rest of the stream. I'm fucking done. <laughs> No, I'm in the same boat. Like, I didn't really click with PUBG. I, I did more so than um, than Fortnite. Fortnite can't handle it. I feel like it's more about the building than it is about the shooting. Not that I'm good at the shooting, but you get the idea. <laughs> um, so I haven't really clicked with either of those games. But the second I played Apex, it's like something clicked. And I knew that this was a really solid game. And this is a game that I want to invest time in and get better at. Mm-hmm. So that's sort of where I am with it right now. Plus, I have a funny little robot guy that, like, oh, Spider-Man's yeah. his way around the level. Yeah, a little Pathfinder. 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 Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I um, I've sort of turned a corner with this game this past week. Uh, I sort of started playing as Lifeline, and I don't know if it was just a a series of unrelatable circumstances in the games that followed. But after that, I was getting you know three five kills every game, making it to the final dance. Because um, you play better with your life on the line. Apparently, <laughs> apparently, knowing that I've got a health pack on my back, you know, and I can call in care packages, it just I don't know, may, gave me this this false sense of confidence or some bullshit. But um, I'm really enjoying playing with her. And as you mentioned before, Pathfinder, I've started whipping around with him just because he's got that instant verticality. Like if you're in a little shootout, yeah. get height and advantage on enemies instantly. And I really like being able to get up over roofs and then sort of do drops on people unexpectedly. I really like I feel sort like of playing it's an aggressive. important thing. Like position before submission, as they say in the jujitsu oh, world. Oh, damn. And the bedroom. Yeah, I was going to oh, say wait, sex, whoa, whoa. sex pun. Oh, whoa. <laughs> There's there's the there's the episode title right there, people. <laughs> Position before submission. Um, yeah, but what dream, Ali? What about you guys? You've been playing a little bit more this week. How is going? You've got any wins yet? I'm still winless. I'm I've winless. had about twenty second places and not one fucking win. <laughs> um, well, with my experience, I've actually been just playing with randos because um, I can't coordinate time with people, so I've just accepted. Um, I'm having an experience of just dropping in by myself. Um, I either a team of two or a team of one, and it's uh it's been pretty interesting uh playing with randos. I have gotten to about top five 
uh, regularly. I feel like that's my consistent position. Um, but it's pretty impressive that I can consistently play this game with randos because of the ping system. It mm-hmm. just works. No, I don't do voice chat because F that noise. Um, and because yeah, you're a girl. I'm a girl, and I don't Whoa, know how to, to play fair, video games. The ping games. system in this game is really good. Mm. Yeah, like. Although I still am victim to the whole pressing, like, E to open doors um, from PUBG. So I'm constantly saying, there's someone over there. I'm like, nah, just opening a door. Sorry. Just opening a door. Mm-hmm. Just kick um, the doors in. Melee, I'm open. <laughs> I'm not using that melee key enough, I tell you what. Um, I got stuck in a... I think that's all I use. Really? <laughs> <laughs> Alex, is, Alex is like, I'll just jump kick everybody. Hey, I'm the jump oh kick Oh my master, God, I, I love kicks. that. I love seeing people freaking kick people in the face. It's fantastic. There was this one moment where I'm like, me and one other dude were like, we're trapped up here. We're getting gunned down. Oh, shit, we got hit. Oh, they're weak, Alex. Come in. He's like, I'm, I'm coming, coming boys. <laughs> and then he just runs in, jump kick, jump kick. And I'm like, you don't even have any guns, bro. What have you been doing? That's a team player right there. And he's doing squats. That's what he's doing. That's see, it. no guns. <laughs> yeah. My last game that I played last night, I got dropped in. Let someone play Wraith because they had 200 and something kills to their name. And I'm like, well, I ain't going to screw up that person's vibe. So I ended up being Bangalore. And then I, I couldn't get a gun. I could not get a gun. And this person's taking names and killing people. The other person's a lifeline. So they're being useful in some way. And I'm just sitting there with that... Oh, no, it's that stapler gun. What's the stapler gun? What's that one's name? Oh, <laughs> uh, the old stapler. <laughs> it looks like a stapler. I had that... It's that little, that little SMG pistol-looking thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that one. Is it yeah, the infiltrator, I, I think it's called? I don't know, because I think I'm always going to call it the stapler. Um, and I had uh, Mozambique, because of course I did. No ammo. No ammo. Um, and then only like five rounds in the other gun. So all I could do was drop smoke... And then revive people. Oh, and throw a grenade, which worked. Mm. Uh, and we got to top five. So <laughs> nice. I don't know. I, I I love the game. I like that I can play with randos, and um, I want to get better. I do. Mm, yeah, I I'm right there with you. I suck at this game. I didn't um, say that. No. <laughs> no, sorry. I'm right there with you, Ali. I am the worst at this game. But here's the um, thing: you partner with us, we can make you look good. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's tee it up. No, I'm I'm not I'm not awful, but I I still don't have a first place. I have plenty of seconds and thirds. Um, I I don't really find myself getting better, and I don't really find myself having consistent games either. I think that's just going back to i guess skill and ability um my ability in first person shooters yeah it's just it's not not the best but it is a very fun game and i do have a lot of fun playing it i did have a couple of glitches this week trying to partner up with somebody um there was a there was a mini patch during the week i downloaded it my friend hadn't and uh he was still able to play the game and then we kept trying to party up together um, and it would drop us out kind of right at the last minute. So you, you could party up and you could search for a game, but he would get into a game and I would not, I would just not join. It was incredibly frustrating and there was no real error message to say, this is why mm. you just got error code, you know, one, three, five or whatever it is. Um, and it took a bit of Googling to work out what it was. So that was a bit frustrating. And, uh, well, I guess that's really it though. Like that's my only problem with this game is the one time I couldn't enjoy with a friend, everything else I'm very much enjoying. Um, I'm a fan of Bloodhound. I, yeah, I, I'm starting to really like Bloodhound. I like that. Um, I know there's someone around 
and then I can just hit the ability to sort of see where exactly they are. And then that, like similarly to, I guess, Pathfinder's verticality and the grappling hook, that in its own way gives an advantage. Oh, yeah. lets you get the drop on the next guy. And I think having that, like, versatility gives the, the, the game its strength. Yeah. You know mm. what I mean? It does. It really does. But it's hard to account for as well. Like, I never find myself in a position where I'm considering the person I'm shooting at's character and abilities. Um, and I guess that's also a bit of a hurdle, like a skill gap. Well, that's, that, like, that's um, a class-based shooter coming out. It's the Overwatch side yeah. leaking into the, the PUBG. Love it. It is. Um, I think over time, you'll get. I'll get it, and I guess people will develop it. But at the moment, I'm just like, oh, you know, I'm Bangalore, smokescreen, pow, 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 run, run, run. Like, that's that's all I got. I don't know. I, I like it. And like you said, Brendan, I guess, yeah, I'm, I'm also a bit... Um, I'm feeling a bit more refreshed about the whole genre mm. now playing this as opposed to playing something like Fortnite, which I did play for a little while as well. Did kind of get used to the building element in that game as well, but I just, I don't know. I think something about seeing it everywhere made me just really icky. Yeah. And kids flossing and stuff like that in the streets. It's like, come on now. <sighs> Have hey, look, respect. look, look, I really like oh. Fortnite because they're keeping all the kids away from Apex. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> This is like the old man game. <laughs> yeah. Who's young whippersnappers from Snappers playing Fortnite? Look at Apex Legends. Mm. Poor old PUBG. Like, no one is talking about PUBG anywhere, <laughs> ever. Hey, look, look. They they were there. They had their opportunity to seize the moment and be the Battle Royale, but it's on them because they yeah. were top of the food chain and they did nothing to fix any of their problems and it was only when Fortnite came in and overtook them and did everything to support their game that PUBG was like, oh shit, we better... Mm-hmm. Now it's time to hit that panic button. Yeah, and it's too late by that point. Mm-hmm. It's too yeah. late. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They are a very distant third these days. But yeah, Apex, it's just such a well-realized and developed game from every aspect. Graphically, it's the best Battle Royale game out there, in my opinion. Uh, the combat is tight. Uh, I love, as you guys said, the ping system is brilliant. You don't have to be mm. on comms if you don't want... Even just the the general intercommunication between the three characters, you know, when when the champion gets taken down or there's loot there and and you're hearing Bangalore talk to Wraith who's talking to Gibraltar or whatever, like, I love that your characters are giving you real-time updates of what's happening as well. And they have personality. Yeah, it's so fucking good. God, it's good. Um, And Mm. yeah, I just want to get a win because I feel like a loser. But uh, we'll get there. We'll get there. Um, There's... About, like, that ping system. um, So I... Back in my day, uh, I played a lot of Smite, which is like that third-person uh, MOBA. And they have a, a, a sort of communication system outside of voice chat. And it was all, you press V, and then there's all these different commands. And it's super complicated, but when when you get used to it, it's really good, right? But this is like, it's got the same advantage that that system has, but it's super, comp- uh, super simplistic. Yeah. That mm. you don't need this convoluted knowledge of... Like pressing V E R V V T V V something oh, yeah, blah blah that's blah. Right. Yeah, I remember you explaining the Smite ping yeah. system to me, and I'm like, whoa. Yeah, yeah it, it was. It's it's so convoluted. Yeah, but it's very because it's specific. Yeah, but this is just like if I ping an enemy, it shows where the enemy is. But ping an item, it shows. It's like it's, it's very perfect. simple. It's, it's so perfect. Yeah, yeah. Mm. it it is. It's perfect. It's it's fantastic. 
Yeah, so we'll see. Is... We'll see what happens. We've got the season pass rolling out in about I think a week or so's time from when this episode comes out. So um, you know they'll have a nice little revenue boost come come early March and and get yeah because the... they need that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I I laughing their way to the bank. I bought the um I dropped fifty bucks on like the founders pack or whatever in the game, thinking oh yeah this is all right. Well, I gotta support if I'm getting all these hours out of a game for free. I'm like I don't mind dropping dropping fifty bucks on on it. Yeah, that's it. But um, I didn't really did get any them. any great skins. So uh, fuck you, respawn. Give me some good skins. <laughs> <laughs> I um, I got that. I got that one emote um from Pathfinder, where like when the loading screen's there, it's like he's just punching the crap out of somebody, and then notices the camera and does like a little wave. Yeah. And I was like, that's my boy right there. <laughs> he's the best. That's when I started playing that character. I was like. I feel you. He's, he's, he's everything that Bastion isn't. Like, Bastion's just this emotionless death machine, but this little guy's got so much personality and, and sass. I love him. Yeah, he's pretty great. He's pretty great. Mm. So, tell me about your experiences playing Resident Evil 2. Oh, yeah, you saw that in the notes? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, here's the thing. I actually didn't play any of the demos. Okay, that's good. That's good, though. Yep. He wanted to jump into it like raw. Well, Ooh. look, okay, here's, here's the thing, right? <laughs> just here's raw dog in Resident Evil 2, nice. <laughs> that's, that's, that's just how we do it, baby. Uh, so when we were at PAX, the lines were so long by the time that we wanted to go and play these games, Alex decided oh, to go I was play Resident Evil. I was keen AF. I sat, there, I sat there in queue for like two hours, just waiting. And I was Wait. like, yeah, and I was like, if I line up here, I can't play anything else. So I went to play a bunch yeah. of other stuff. Um, so I didn't get to play it at PAX. And then when the demo came out, you know, that 30-minute mm-hmm. single-play demo? I downloaded that, but I was in the middle of playing all this other stuff, and I actually didn't get around to it. And I thought, you know what? The game comes out next week. So fuck it. I'm just going to wait. And um, so is a bit of trivia for people that now have followed the stream. It was only last year that I actually played the original Resident Evil 2. Oh, wow. Because yeah. I never grew up with a PlayStation. Mm. I, was a, I grew up with, like, a Nintendo so on the stream we were doing retro wednesday and we were like you know what we if we just heard that resident evil 2 is getting a remake yeah let's play it you already got experience so you can you know yeah. translate that but I, I never i have never played it i've only played prior to that i had only played the resident evil 1 remake on gamecube which is fantastic it's one of the oh it's, it's other amazing. magical remakes out there and i bought a yeah. gamecube specifically for that and then resident evil 4 yeah, it was pretty great. Um, yeah, so I was like, you know what? Like, well, we played it, and then um, and then I waited, and now I played Resident Evil 2. Oh, man, the more I play it, the more I fucking love this game. It's so good. It's so good. Because it, like... My, my biggest issue with Resident Evil is I don't... Like, I understand why they have those kind of janky controls. Because it enhances oh, the, the horror the tank side controls. Yeah, but I feel like this one... Like, I don't feel, like, limited in what I can do. I mean, so they brought sort of that action control system into the fourth game. Yep. Yeah, but and I it, fucking loved the fourth game. Yeah. That was great. But, um... But, yeah, like, yeah, they, no, they, they brought it into this one, and, like, it's, it doesn't take away from the horror. Yeah, I feel like in the fourth one, specifically, uh, it was... Actually, in the fourth one onwards, it was a bit, like, action game yeah, if you know what yeah. I mean? Like, I didn't feel as threatened by the zombies. I just whip out my knife, start, like, slashing around, messing people up. It was great. But in this one, it's like, oh... Knives of durability, and they don't really do much if you slash a zombie in the face. So, and every zombie takes like ten bullets to put down because mm. I miss half of them. <laughs> uh, but so it's on stream. 
I encountered the liquor for a first time in this game, and I shit my pants. I <laughs> shit my pants. Yeah, because um, it's different than in the original Resident Evil 2 where you'd walk down the police corridor and they'd have a cutscene where it's on the roof and you see its yeah. tongue hanging out. But this one, it just comes at you from fucking nowhere. And I think on you level 2... You just hear two, something. Yeah, and then it's just at you. And, and they take mm. so much more damage than in the original as well. Like... Oh, we went down that corridor and I was like, oh yeah, we just got to go into this room. And I saw like a bunch of windows and I had like the boards and I was like, okay, which one am I going to board up? I was looking at the zombies on the floor and then you hear the the shriek of the liquor and I was like, Alex, what the fuck's that? <laughs> and then like I moved forward and it like crawls along the roof and I was like, nope, 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 nope. And I ran into it's, that room. Atmospherically, it's so good because you see it, like you see a glimpse of it just crawling on mm-hmm. the roof and then all of a sudden, like before your brain even processes what's happening it's already lunged at you yeah yeah you know and you're like <laughs> proceed to lose in your bowels so. yeah yeah and then I, I ran into that room and i sat there and like i was actually like sweating and breathing heavy i was in a room i'm like alex I, I i have to leave i gotta i gotta go out and do stuff but that thing's there yeah, i was like in your too. i was like just go out there and kill it he's like stop being a bitch <laughs> and i'm like i can't help it did you see that thing He's like, I've played Resident Evil before. Did you did you yeah. cheese it so, at all? Um, How you can sort of poke the doors open and just do some pot shots through there and then step back in so the door shuts? That's a great idea. I wish I did that. <laughs> <laughs> um, the only other, the, there was another moment. The very first time I encountered Mister X. Mm-hmm. Jesus. Did you know he was a thing prior to this game? You didn't know. I must have forgot about it because I don't like, really remember him. Because in Resident Evil Two, like the original one, when you play, like I think it's like Leon B. He runs. He follows you around. Yeah. And yeah. if you've played Resident Evil 3, you're used to that as well with Nemesis. With Nemesis, yeah. But in this one, it was my first playthrough with Claire. And, you know, you, you use the water and you, you know, douse the fire that's, you know, got the helicopter. And you go over there and you're like, ooh, new area to explore, yay! And then you see this giant monstrosity in the trench coat lift up the plane and I was like, uh, the helicopter. And I was like, oh, hell no! <laughs> I, I, look, I, I looked at my guns and I'm like, okay, I have to assume that I'm going to miss half of these shots. So, see you later. And I just ran. And then... He like walks through the door, and I was like, "This is bullshit." <laughs> yeah. Nobody told me you could go through doors. <laughs> Wait, so you're telling me you you ran, you ran through a door? You closed it behind you, thinking, "Nah, that'll that'll subdue him." <laughs> yeah, because no, the zombies don't usually only like when you're yeah, they're, like, they're, really... they're usually gated off. But this guy actively yeah. hunts you, and it's 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 some and of the he... tensest moments in that game by oh, a long way. I was, I I remember um, off stream, I was like, you know what, we we keep not playing this game. I, I want to finish it still, yeah. right? So I jumped in. And well, five seconds after like turning the game on, I was like just getting my bearings, and he just goes, "Oh hey, I heard you playing this game again." And I was like, "God, oh, just turned it on, man!" And I just started like running for my life. But I finished Claire's story, and I played through. Um, I finished it with Leon as well now. And when I'm playing it with Leon, I'm like, "Oh, okay, now I'm not." you know, uh, I've kind of gotten used to how he works, and I'm not really as threatened by him because I understand like game mechanically how he's working. So now I'm just like, you know, oh, yeah, this guy again. Yeah. Come on, man. I'm just trying to do this. Can I just can I just do this? And he's just, he just wants to party. He's got to, he li- just wants listen to party. listen to he's those footsteps and, and, yeah, sort of run the maze and, and get him confused and then keep on moving. But um, did you see on the PC, I can't remember the modder's name, but they've modded uh, Mr. X. So he just walks around in a in an umbrella G-string or G- an umbrella thong. <laughs> so he's sort of I've... got no clothes on apart from this little spaghetti thong thing. And, and he's that chasing you around the game. It is, it's pretty special. I Please tell me he also has that. <laughs> does he also have the Ada Wong strut? He does, he does. He's sort of got that <gasps> sexy look Oh, that's on. hot. <laughs> 
Yeah, but um, I'm just googling. As yeah, I, I I played a little bit more Resident Evil. Like they had the the free Ghost Survivors DLC drop this past week, uh, yes. which is just the survival yes. mode. But you've got sort of three story options now, where it's sort of this hypothetical what could have been if they made it out before the you know the zombie outbreak. So you've got Ro- how many Robert have you played? Kendo. I've played all three. You played? I've only played the first one. So you played the uh, the Robert Kendo one, the gun shop owner. Yeah, the the gun shop owner. Yeah. Yeah, and then you've got Catherine Warren, who's the daughter of the mayor, and then Ghost, who's one of the USS agents, like Hunk's offshoot. Um, and and it's pretty much just a challenge mode where you've got to um get to get to an exit area uh, with the various storyline. Robert Kendo's trying to get into a helicopter to escape. Uh, Catherine Warren's trying to find her partner and escape, and then Ghost is trying to get the G virus and actually escape as well but there's just fucking enemies everywhere inventory's light they take so much damage out of you so quickly um new zombie types new zombie type uh, enemy types and it's it's bonkers like they're only probably 15 20 minutes ish a run depending on how slow or fast you're going but it's intense it is that full action horror dialed up to 12 because there's just enemies coming at you from everywhere and you've got to be really strategic with what little ammo you got and uh, what you can carry uh it's because you only get so- a certain amount of pickups like you find backpacks mm-hmm. which you can which you can get stuff but then there's those like vending machines and it's like here's three things but you only get one of these three things which one will you choose yeah. tee yeah so it's very risk reward um and and yeah it's it's intense though like it's quick little bangers but i found myself dying i probably died five or six times in each one of them trying to complete them but i I got there in the end but holy crap it was intense yeah it's like it's like having sex while camping yes it's it's fucking intense (laughs) just like that oh i'm with you now oh oh, gosh oh my typical like well i don't know if you want your dad to be saying that kind of joke but you know it's kind of along those lines yeah 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 all right so um so so shifting across Miss Hart, you've been playing some Portal Knights? Yeah. Um, this game was kind of described to me as like a variation of like Minecraft, so build plus adventure kind of thing. You can do it online as well. And this game is pretty great. Um, it, it scratches that uh, Minecraft little part that I'm missing in my life, although I don't want to dedicate myself to Minecraft again because that's a dark, 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 dark hole that I don't want to go down anymore. Such <laughs> a beautiful hole to go down. Oh, uh, I, I don't think know. I'm still, like... <laughs> I think that's I spent what she like said. Literally twelve hours in a single day playing nothing but Minecraft with oh, a friend. No. Oh man, like that's the thing. It's just like once you load up Minecraft, it absorbs you and it just becomes your your life. Um, yep. But this one is it's graphically a little bit more different. Uh, enemies are a bit different. You have um, class systems as well. You can be like a ranger, a warrior, or a mage. Um, and you can obviously do just strictly creative, or you can do adventure mode. I'm doing adventure mode at the moment. And it's quite adorable. There's like characters that you interact with. There's little adventures and missions and side quests that you can do, but you also can build stuff on the side as well. Um, at this stage, I'm just like learning it, learning the b- basics of it. Um, the best thing that I've discovered though is that there is shop- shops and stuff so you can buy and sell. Um, and I've actually brought the system where I've noticed that I can go into strangers' homes, steal and break their shit, then go to the shop and sell it. Um, mm, cool. so like any good I, thief, uh, <laughs> it's, it's, it's pretty decent, especially when you walk into some person's house and they're all like, Hey, you know, and I'm like, hi, I walk into their bathroom, steal their toilet, steal their bath, <laughs> steal their sink. Oh, wow. Upstairs. You can steal full appliances. 
Uh, yeah, like I go up. And this, sound, this sounds like how I play Skyrim. <laughs> exactly. But the thing is, it's like I, when I went to the shop, they don't know that you've stolen it. You know how Skyrim, it's like you know, it's like a stolen yeah, item. Fence, yeah. So, but this one, they're just like, yeah, I'll buy it, and I'm like, sweet. Mm. Where'd you get that sink? My <laughs> I don't care. I'll, no questions asked. I'll buy it. So I'm just running some like little side scheme. Screw the adventure because. I'm just going into people's houses and robbing them and selling it down to the shop down the road for quite a good amount of coin. So um, that's my experience so far with this game. It's actually a lot of fun and it's pretty pretty good interactive. That sounds great. The fact that it, the <laughs> fact that you've also got the skill element, which you can also like uh, build up. So as you level up, you've got skills and stuff, and in your respective uh, class that you've chosen, you can build that up as well. So. Um, so far, it's been really fun. Like, I only just started it the other day, but I think I dropped, you know, quite a few hours on it. Um, so It's always fun when you find a way to kind of rot the system. Oh, 100%. And like, Did you ever play House Flipper? Yes. <laughs> so I'm playing it right now. We played that on stream, <laughs> and we were, like, using all this time to build all these, you know, extravagant, yeah. like, houses and stuff. And then we were like, you know what? Let's see what we can get away with. We just bought a house, and we just went in, and we cleaned all of it. Yeah. And then we sold yeah, everything we, in there, like that table, sell it. Yeah, we sold windows, sell it. And then we just scrubbed it clean. And then and we sold it, it, 10K profit <laughs> every time. 10K profit. And <laughs> what, I'm what like, this took us 10 minutes, it's great. <laughs> just prior to that, I think I spent like a whole two hours building this immaculate dream house. And I'm like, I feel like all of it didn't mean anything anymore. Good times. See, I got stuck um, doing up, you know, you're in your, little, your own little place that you do your business yeah, from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like got all this money and then I just was set about just doing up my own home. It's like, fuck everyone else. Like, I'm going to make my own like shit shed because it is pretty small. Like, look good. So I, It's like The Sims. You know, when you make a house in The Sims, you just want it to be like perfect. Mm. Yeah. And then you just use the cheat code and just end up, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Even more perfect. <laughs> Catching. Um, yeah, but um, Portal Knights, give it a look. It's it's If you like that Minecraft element um, with building, but then with added adventure and like skill trees as well, give it a look. It's, it's actually quite fun. So I is think it's a part any, of the Humble Bundle as well. Is there any titties in this game? Sadly, no. I'm sure I could build some kind of like brick titty if I really wanted to. But... Get the mods onto it. <laughs> brick titties. They do have DLC, so maybe I could just like write them in and be like, hey guys. Mm-hmm. Ever thought about DLTs. DLTs. Yeah, but yeah, I give it a look. I'm probably going to keep playing it and then never play probably Apex again, so good luck to that that skill set. I probably got it because I got I've been subscribed to the Humble Bundle for God knows how long now. Yeah. And I just like open it sometimes and be like, oh shit, how do I hold all these games? <laughs> it's, it's it's such a good service, but it really it's is fantastic. overwhelming when you do log in and you've got like 65 keys waiting to be redeemed from the last three months. And then months. you're like, oh, here's City Skylines, Yakuza Zero, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, come on, man, I'm playing Resident Evil, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> I love City Skylines as well. I like Humble Bundle because you've got those friends who accidentally bought, bought the game but then they got it in humble so then they're like oh i've got a spare key and you're like yes i didn't drop yeah. any money mm. yeah i'll take your free games yes <laughs> hells <laughs> yeah i'm hells humble yeah. all right let's uh let's keep things rocking and rolling quick little bit of housekeeping first things first uh patreon.com forward slash we are eight bits if you can spare anything from as little as a dollar even just a social share or uh tell your family tell your friends that we are on patreon making some good content we've got episode two of the 8B cast dropping on March the 1st, mm-hmm. starring Miss Ali Hart, Jack Cruz, and our man Dane 
on uh, episode two. Can you give us a spoiler about what you guys are talking about? Pretty much we do come across as old, bitter bastards, but we are discussing a lot of things <laughs> from our childhood and we do reminisce on certain things in regards to fears, like things that you have, genuine fears that you had as a kid, but that you still take into adulthood, um, as well as we talk about mobile phones as well, like mm. the old school mobile phones and technology <laughs> and wow, growing up. and it's. it's <laughs> <laughs> you sound so sold on it. You're like, that's great. I'm I mean, actually, I actually am sold on it though. I'm just like, Ooh, it's the things, old school fears are still affecting you. Yeah, it's the things that you took for granted as a kid that you can't take, you know, now as an adult. So, um, I still take everything for granted though, unfortunately. So <laughs> that's just how I live my life. So you can go by uh, Sam's eagerness if you want to listen to the podcast, or you can just uh, drop a dollar and listen for yourself. <laughs> Yeah, so so episode one will release on in full on March the first as well. But if you want to get access to episode two, uh, one dollar on the Patreon a month will get you early access to that to our new conversational fortnightly podcast. One last little bit of housekeeping: uh, Fallout seventy six canvas bag watch. Still no bag. Still no updates. <sighs> Bethesda, what are you doing to me? Where's my bag? I need to put some stuff in it. <laughs> like what? You don't like. They're like, what, you don't come with your own bag? You don't like <laughs> nylon bags? Get out of here. When is it, when is it meant to be uh, on its way to you, Brendan? It's, that, it's somewhere, they said it's somewhere not. within the next six months, and that was about a month and a half ago. So maybe <laughs> And that here. was seven months ago. <laughs> it may be here by end of financial, you know, June 30. Who knows? Maybe they're going to wait till the rollover so they've got some more marketing co-op to pull out of. So yeah. if they don't deliver on this, we must, as a community, rise up. <laughs> to really take them on because this just shouldn't stand no this shouldn't do, stand do you want to know the worst part worst thing i've ever heard about fallout 76 so far is um i read an article when was it it was like three days ago or four days ago and there's this guy and he's played like a ridiculous amount of hours more than anybody else probably combined that poor fella he's, just, he's like the one person that enjoys this game and they were like hmm you've got too much ammo we don't know if you, you're you're being honest or not. Banned. They banned him. And he and he's like, I'm like the only guy fucking playing this game. Of course I got all the ammo. So they're just like, we can't have anybody playing our game. So yep. That's rough. That's rough. So Whoa. they have outlined their release schedule for the rest of 2019 and there's a heap of free content coming out for those people that are still on that Fallout 76 train. You've got a few and things to look ammo. forward to. Yeah, Just don't carry too much ammo because there's a fair chance you're going to get banned. <laughs> Merely only. Merely only. Power gloves and stuff like that. But um, I've got one quick question I wanted to ask you for before we move into the news headlines. And uh, now that Microsoft and Nintendo are best friends, who do you want to see represent them in Super Smash Bros. Ultimate? Because we know it's happening, right? We know it's happening. Benji Kazooie. Dude, it has to be like... It has to be That's, a Microsoft ambassador. But like it has to Benja be... Kazooie's on the Microsoft on, on the Microsoft service. Yeah, my, Microsoft like... owns Rare, so it, yeah, it falls so. under under the banner. Benja Kazooie, baby. Yeah, look, I, I get that, but I reckon it has, it's got to be like Master Chief. Come on. Yeah. Got to be. Yeah, Samus and Master Chief. It can't. Would be, would be oh, sick. how good would that be? Nah. Well, we've got we've got Sonic and Mario fighting now, so why not Samus and Master Chief? No, mm. bring in Marcus mm. Phoenix. Bring that Ooh. chainsaw gun into the mix. Let's go. Ooh. Oh. What about you, Dream? Ooh. I, li- I like Banjo-Kazooie as an answer. I'll-, I'll give you props for creativity, and I think that character... That's not creativity. Fit- That's just- I just cried when he's not in the game already. <laughs> <laughs> he's He would... he Yeah, he would fit perfectly in a, in he a would. Smash. So would Crash Bandicoot. Um, 
it, it does have to be Master Chief, doesn't it? It really does. It couldn't be anyone else. Like, the, what about Conker? Like there are very few. I want Conker, the little swearing, <gasps> swearing squirrel with his guns. Yes, but they have to be swearing. And he can summon the Almighty Pooh. Oh God! <laughs> That's like final, his final smash. Final smash. <laughs> He's lobbing sh- big chunks of shit yet? at people. I feel like that game needs to be remade. I yeah yeah ten out of ten would play. <laughs> like the the midget Grim Reaper that hates cats because they have too many lives. <laughs> Fantastic game. Fantastic game. <laughs> It was such a bizarre game when you think about it, wasn't it? Too like it was so crass and crude and yeah, you know. But it was like like designed as a, as and stylized like something you, your kids would play. Mm-hmm. Like, fuck, it was good. Lord knows, I wanted to play it, but it wasn't allowed to. Mm. Fucking love that game. God damn it. <laughs> so let's see. I, I reckon by the end of the year we'll have some kind of Microsoft figurehead in Ultimate. So let's see who. Uh, who who do you want? Who did you say? I said Conquer. Yeah, literally oh, two man, seconds ago <laughs> so, i just got look i just get sometimes i get so lost in in the nostalgia that i just the world becomes obsolete and conquer rules all all right so you, you can readjust while we go into some news hey <laughs> this week's news headlines all right so a couple of quick hits uh untitled goose game the release has been pushed from early 2019 to later 2019 developer house house explained this is due to in quotes circumstances beyond its control Shame. They got a goose on the loose. Yeah, run it, run it through the studio, probably ripping RAM out of computers and all this kind of stuff. <laughs> Who knows? It's insane how big this game's gotten. Like tiny little studio <laughs> here in Australia about a game, well, a game about a goose just being a bastard. Yet the world wants this game now. It's like it's like Goat Simulator all over again. Mm-hmm. Are you guys keen? You guys in on Untitled Goose Game? You're going to be picking it up. You're going to be playing it. Is that the actual title of the game? Yeah, Untitled Goose Game. Yep. Or is it? that's the title of the yeah. game. No, it's Untitled. <laughs> get out <laughs> get out of it um you know it looks interesting it looks interesting i mean I, i'd like to play you know a goose that's just a bastard to everybody honking and dragging shit away oh i mean you got enough experience doing that in real life so the <laughs> <laughs> low blows miss heart dream uh, you guys of in? I'm, of course i'm all bored it's a random ass game where you play a goose and you're an asshole <laughs> Hundred percent. I'm keen to. I'm keen to see this game. Um, yeah, it's not. I don't know. I don't have the same appetite for these kinds of games um, that 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 Ali has. So yeah, maybe just see it and um, and enjoy enjoy that. Enjoy the videos that undoubtedly will be coming out of it. Mm. <laughs> my my issue personally is that a game like that doesn't hold my interest. There's yeah, not, a lot of indie games to me are very. Um, Short fuse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, there's only a few like Wargroove that I've been playing or, or some other stuff like, you know, but mm. stuff like that. Like something like Hollow Knight would hold my interest, but yeah. not. Yeah. yeah, there are mm. games, those indie games that kind of come out that are just for shits and giggles or just for, you know, yeah. one off kind like, of playthrough. So I guess it depends how much they charge for it as well. Yeah, that's like, fair. Sure, like, I could see this game ported to mobile ultimately as well because I doubt the, the game's that complex and. There's only so much goosing you can do, I guess. I and and see, I fucking hate geese. I hate them with a fucking passion. <laughs> They're just asshole birds. Oh, There's yeah. nothing good about geese. Like growing up, and that's of, what this game's about. Yeah, growing up out in the country and everything. Like I've I've had my fair share of bad run-ins with geese. All right, and I hate the birds. I hate them. So I want to be the farmer and be able to kick the goose. That's what I want to do in this what game. 
I don't have an opinion on geese. Where are you interacting with geese often enough to form an opinion? At like, at sort of rivers, my, at my nan and pop's farm, they had a couple of geese and they were just pricks. They were They're dead set pricks. Birds. Yeah, they are intimidating. And when you're a kid, like these birds look like a skyscraper compared to you and they're coming at you, honking, getting all territorial, flapping their wings, trying I to think- peck you. Is this like some childhood trauma that we're kind of delving into here, Brendan? Like, should we just... Sounds like should it. We, maybe, there's, maybe there's a little and bit it still here. affects him today. <laughs> <laughs> should have talked about the AB cast. <laughs> mm. Yeah, trauma. That's on See? episode three. But uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> patreon.com forward slash we are to get it early. Uh, so the next little quick hit, Ubisoft's upcoming pirate adventure, Skull and Bones, is currently being adapted for television ahead of the game's planned release later this year. Ubisoft has reportedly teamed up with production company Atlas Entertainment, who were responsible for the 12 Monkeys TV show, and the series is said to be a female-driven drama set in the lawless frontier of the Indian Ocean at the end of the golden age of piracy in the 1700s. So, I could not give half a goose's ass about this game, uh, in, in all honesty, but I do love me some pirate-based television shows. Uh, Skull and Bones, um maybe it's going to be good i don't know it's it's ambitious because no one seems to be talking and caring about this game what do you guys think it's up against the likes of like black sail and stuff mm. it's so good but black sails is finished now maybe they're looking for something to take uh, up the mantle yeah. true and i mean like the game of thrones is ending this year <laughs> mm. um, yeah so maybe this but it's gonna have to be because i feel like we're at a point where those kind of shows have to be like real nitty-gritty mm. you know what i mean and it oh yeah uh, is it is it going to be like that? Is it going to no, fill no. that? If it because if it can fill that void, it's got a got I a feel chance. Like media it. has been changed in a sense because of like, you know, Game of Thrones and even movies because of uh, say, Deadpool for example. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. feel like that's also changed sort of how media is presented nowadays. That, that's so. it. Like that hyper-sexualized hyper-violence is just accepted these Maximum days. Maximum effort. Yeah, like um, I know Dream. You are the resident film screen aficionado what do you got to say well, on the this? resident Ooh. evil what do, I, what do i think about skull and bones or what do i think about uh game of thrones ending because if it's game of thrones ending heartbroken absolutely heartbroken um i can't wait for that that's april right yeah i know i know yeah it is april right yeah all right cool yeah. um skull and bones i don't know i, I haven't actually seen black sales it's good to watch like um, first season's a bit sort of wishy-washy but from second season onwards it really just <laughs> Elevates. Yeah, right. Okay. I might, I might give it a watch. I, um, I'm like you, Brendan. I could kind of give uh, mm, about this. Um, yeah. Give me Witcher. That's what I want. Oh, uh, yeah. If we're talking games into TV shows, give me Witcher. Yeah. Yeah. Miss Hart, you got anything to say before we move on? The only all-female-driven cast called Pirates that I'm familiar with is a porno, so they should probably just leave that alone. Oh, away. yes. Jesse Jane and co. <laughs> oh, that's right. The most expensive porno ever made. Giggity. We have a mate. Uh, we went out to watch, uh, watch with the Broly movie. Yeah. And beforehand, he was actually telling us about it. And he's like, you, "It's the story. It's like so bad. It's hypnotic. <laughs> you know. And you're watching it, and then like the porn part happens, and you're like, I mean, it's porn. It's it's you know whatever. But he's well, like, now I'm gonna the, jerk the story yeah. gonna pick up again? Yeah. There's there's and then <laughs> story gonna pick up. he saw the second one was on sale, and he's like, I bought it. Right. And he goes, but there's two DVDs. There's one. If you just want to watch the story, you can just. You can just, you just watch the story. Watch the, and it just like really? does like a like a ten second highlight reel of the sex scenes, and then just continues the story. What wait? What's what's it called again? Pirates. It's just called pirates. It's just called pirates. Yeah. Oh, okay. okay. Nice and simple. Simple. Nice and simple. <laughs> to be fair, like any show with that amount of sex, that's probably the equivalent of like you know 
porn is HBO. So mm-hmm. same, same. So you don't have to take the sex out of it. It's just <laughs> yeah. I, I just remember the the really bad CGI enemy skeletons they had to fight. Like they had a sword fight with these skeletons. <laughs> they were so bad. Wait, in the Pirates of the Caribbean or the porno? In the porno. In the first one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, it's so bad. I bet, they had a, uh, I bet they had a bone to pick with you, dude. <laughs> it, do, it, it does sound quite humorous. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. All right, so, Scalebound. The former dead and buried Microsoft exclusive by Platinum Games is rumored to be getting revived as a now Nintendo Switch exclusive. This is interesting because... This was one of the only new Microsoft exclusive IPs when it was unveiled, I think, at E3 2017, maybe even 2016. Um, you know, you're this, this sort of Dante, Devil May Cry looking outcast that partners up with the dragon, cruising around, flying around, killing enemies while listening to your Discman or some bullshit. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> Sony Walkman. It, it looked really good and, like, it had that sort of frenetic. Devil May Cry, um, Bayonetta sort of combat style, and it looked cool. And it was it was interesting to see Platinum sort of partner up with Microsoft, and then obviously it got the the rug pulled out from under it next last year. But coming back to the Switch, yay, nay? Does it move the needle? Interest? Yeah. I mean, I I, I do generally enjoy Platinum Games content, so I, I mean, I might give it a go. Sounds alright. Mm. It's a little bit off my radar, though. Yeah, it, I think it, I, f- I first heard about the cancellation, and I was like, eh. "It's on the maybe list, man." Yeah. I got to play Final Fantasy IX first, all right? So we'll just <laughs> figure that out when we get there. Mm. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm interested, but I just wonder how how much of a downscale it'll need to be to run on the Switch. Like, it looked very, very nice. Obviously, we only sort of really um, saw tech demos and 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 um, you know specialized assets at all these award ceremonies, but they'll have to strip it back to fit it on the little Switch, but. It's cool that this game well, will still see life potentially. Well, yeah, we're already seeing a lot of games that are on other consoles being ported to the Switch. I mean, like you know, Dragon Ball Fighters wasn't launched; it was launched everywhere else, and then came to the Switch later. I mean, we've seen all these other ports, Doom, um, like Wolfenstein, and all that kind of stuff. MK11's coming. To MK11's Switch as well. coming to the Switch. Um, Dragon Quest, mm. like they said at the Nintendo Direct, like all these games that are on these other consoles uh, um, are, are coming to the Switch. So maybe there's some some formula that they can used to kind of bring it to the switch optimally but i don't know maybe 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 i just want everything on the switch because it's so easy to it's put time into games when i can play it wherever yeah it's very handy it's the comfort food (laughs) all right so some 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 sad news australian-owned ea development studio fire monkeys have uh suffered massive layoffs this week uh with reports of between 40 and 50 staff let go which translates around a quarter of the entire studio so they were oh one of the lead um studios tied in with most of the ea mobile based titles and yeah now now sort of a quarter of the staff are now um looking for other options obviously the the, the industry is united around them as as we seem to do um when things like this happen which is great to see but yeah just more more downscaling more um job loss running right through the industry so this is this it's is a tough one too often Mm. it's it's because uh, it just happened with activision blizzard yeah uh, what's happened is i think the um the gaming uh ecosystems changed yeah recently yeah. like it's all about um providing online services yeah. games as a yeah. service is the drive about... these days especially with ea yeah. actually i think ea is in a funny spot because they kind of they launched apex and that's like an all new hot sexy online service 
but they've kind of shot themselves in the foot because all of a sudden all their other titles which are just sort of one hit one hit wonders in a sense like you know they just release them they're popular for a little while and they sort of fade into obscurity mm. um well they can just release anthem as well yeah but that's not doing so well it, it? i totally forgot to talk about anthem like i was playing it this week and obviously it's it's now released on all platforms and yeah it's not very good <laughs> really see I, I saw it and i'm like i feel like i want another game because like, i'm not interested in in diving into like an mmo like wow or something but this might scratch that itch and help me be not so shit at shooting games so you know i, I was looking at it, i'm like oh yeah it looks all right it's bioware but the, the combat's just... the combat's fun the javelin flying mechanics are great but the hub where you have to do everything sucks the getting in and out of missions sucks the connectivity suck um and this hurts because i'm a bioware tragic and this game just you know, fool me once, Bioware, and now you fooled me twice with Andromeda and now Anthem. Like, I am I am a jolted ex-lover now, and I'm not happy. Ooh. It sucks because Mass Effect was like... Mm-hmm. Sad, good. Cream of the crop, you know? Yeah. yeah. And then how the mighty have fallen. Yeah. yeah. And don't even get me started about all these, these paid content creators out there praising Anthem's greatness when it's like, motherfucker, I've been in the trenches since day one. And I'm up to my neck and shit in this game, and you guys are talking about how great it is. Uh, I've been seeing those um, trailers doing the rounds, actually. Those mm-hmm. EA, what are they called? The EA approved game changes or whatever they are. Yeah, and I'm yeah. just like, oh, this is awkward. Yeah, I heard just this morning that a uh, an Australian reviewer who was sponsored by EA, I think, he did a very very honest uh, anthem review, and his video got pulled from YouTube and. It got pulled because um, he he was using the the EA approved assets, and and so the way he framed that video though as if it was this was opinions done on behalf of EA, so they pulled mm-hmm. it down. That they've since t- brought it back up with a little you know asterisk saying like with a disclaimer attached. But yeah, the way the way it was framed or it could be interpreted, it sounded as if it was um, he was talking on behalf of EA, and that's why they ripped it down because it was against their terms of service oh, for um, the see. NDA. But yeah, that was interesting. That was interesting because they are in a little bit of damage control. Like the reviews for this game are sixes, six and a halfs. Um, Didn't IGN give it like a four or five? No, I got a six and a half from IGN. Um, but that's as high as ten I've seen. Zero out of ten, too much water. <laughs> zero out of ten, too much water. Mm. Yeah, Metacritic yeah. it's six point zero, and then user score on Metacritic is like three point eight. Mm. Well, sounds like I'm saving some money then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, get on Metro. Get on Metro Exodus. It's so good. Yeah, Ooh, that's good. it's it's. Oh, I still got to play. I've played uh, the first one, 2033. Mm-hmm. I've got Last Light because I picked them up ages ago on a Steam sale, and I've got to sit down and play it. But I've been just like every chance I get, I'm trying to. I was trying to put time into Resident Evil, so yeah. I've only just done that. So I'm gonna. I need to finish Metro. I've really enjoyed Metro. Mm. The, the, really the third enjoyed. one is better than the first two by a good way for just my my feelings on it so far because <laughs> it goes more true horror and it's fucking... <clears throat> that sounds amazing! Anyway, Dream, have you got any any anything to add with the Anthem stuff? Are you are you in? Are you still on the fence about picking up a copy or are you... My, my internet is so bad that I cannot jump into it right now. I'm in a situation where for at least the next three months I'm going to have piss poor internet constant disconnects um i like i play magic still um using this connection and i disconnect from every third game and it, it so sounds like the world's know, trying to tell you something it's it's it does sound like the world's <laughs> trying Get to good. tell you something fate um, is your ally <laughs> i just I, I know that right now I, I cannot jump into sort of any 
MMO of any kind or any multiplayer game at all that I really care about. I have no idea how I'm getting away with um, Apex Legends. I think it's because I'm able to feed like a LAN cable to a PlayStation. That's it. Um, PC-wise, I'm getting nutter. Um, and it sounds like in two or three months, it's all going to be over for Anthem anyway. So mm. um, yeah, probably not is the answer to that question. Yeah, it's, it's tough. It's tough. Um, I'll keep persisting with a little bit here, but it's just... Yeah, my expectations for where this game's going to go in the future are so low. It's not funny. So, yeah, just bring out a new Dragon Age, get a new Mass Effect, give me something. Build my build my love back up. Call me my... Buttercup. Oh, great song. That's, that's my go-to. All right, so the next little rumor, Microsoft to reveal a new Xbox hardware named Lockhart and Anaconda at E3 2019, but not available until the end of 2020. So this is the... Uh, the next gen xbox that they're they're hinting at here uh and further information that sort of trickled through this morning as well is there's some rumor mill going doing the rounds with the next halo game which will release in parallel on the new hardware as well as the current xbox one s or x iterations as well so um it sounds like uh, come june uh for next e3 we are going to see some hotness and some hype for a console that may have who knows maybe it's going to have 50 teraflops who the hell knows um because you know they well, love my anaconda flops. don't so <laughs> <laughs> that's a penis joke <laughs> cock joke <laughs> yeah this is this is interesting because microsoft are in a prime position with e3 obviously sony aren't going to have any major presence at e3 on the show floor they're so. just trying to let everybody else catch up that's what it is yeah yeah but this <laughs> this gives them gives them a lot of potential a lot of opportunity uh to to sort of lead off on the right foot and get that hype going leading into 2020 what do you guys reckon are you, are you keen you wait and see you got faith in what microsoft is going to do where is that I've got every console but an Xbox, so I'm 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 just like yeah, I mean uh, yeah, sure, I guess I'll have a look at it, but yeah, nah. I'm I'm a little bit on the fence with um, Xbox right now too, just because I've had a pretty crappy run like all of 2018. I feel like PlayStation sort of dominated, and then the but, Switch uh, came out. But like, I, I guess I'm skeptical. Like, I'm just sitting on the fence. I, I think I want to observe and see what happens, see how yeah, see how it all sort of pans out for now, just to see where uh, things are going. But they definitely need it. They, they need something to shake it up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What about you, Miss Hart? I haven't really touched a console in a long time. Like, Red Dead Redemption forced me to jump back on my PlayStation. So my Xbox is packed away somewhere. I finally just disconnected <gasps> it because I hadn't touched it in forever. It was collecting dust and I have allergies. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, a, I'm so delicate. <laughs> I am a de- delicate person. So, um, I don't know. If this if this has something that is going to be just out there, like have a wow factor, then it might pique my interest. But if it's much of the same, like new console, what, it's a little bit faster, uh, the graphics are a little bit better, it's smaller is that is that what they're doing with consoles now they're getting smaller I they are know. getting smaller yeah, and but so. remember all them teraflops all those flops mm. <laughs> smaller teraflops uh, mm. but yeah i don't know i consoles are slowly fading away except for the switch switch is my baby but um everything else is just kind of like meh for me pc life <laughs> pc represent mm. dream. Amen. dream what do you reckon uh yeah, it's it's a it's a rumor, um, but of course rumors always tend to come true, don't they? 
Um, there's always usually some truth to the rumor, something that's yeah. In the, in the gaming space, at least, that's that's a truism for sure. Um, yeah, it's cool. I like I I mean, of course, new new console, great. I guess much the same as everyone else here, um, except for Brendan. I'm not really playing my Xbox and haven't played my Xbox for a very long time. My housemate bought Assassin's Creed um, Odyssey on for the Xbox, and I just said like, why? Why would you do that? (laughs) (laughs) There's a perfectly good PlayStation there. Um, All all the games that the Xbox are good for, you could just play on other consoles. So why do I need an Xbox? Yeah, Yeah, and this is a more, I guess, um, systemic issue about console exclusives, which they've been fighting for this entire generation. Um, As far as the E3 goes, they will absolutely blow E3 out out of the water with a console launch. Um, or a console launch announcement, sorry. Um, I actually now wonder if PlayStation or Sony, sorry, knew about this ahead of time. And does this indicate that they don't have a console announcement to make this year? Or maybe, um, maybe they do. That's why they separated themselves. Or, or yeah, or, or maybe they do. Let's get all of the conspiracy theorists together to work on this because I want to I want to hear all the crazy shit about what this means. All right, Alex, get on the phone, Alex Jones. Oh, God. <laughs> get on. I want InfoWars on this. <laughs> I mean, if you can get through to them, man. Haven't they been, like, blocked on all social media? Yeah, just reach, reach on yeah, Twitter. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> on Twitter. Yeah. yeah. He'll tell me some story about fluoride in the water. <laughs> yeah. Make it everyone gay. Make it a damn frog gay. Make it a damn frog gay. <laughs> oh, Alex does that Alex too well because he used to watch it. <laughs> all right, yeah. There was a time in my life where I did watch InfoWars, but Alex Jones goes so far <laughs> wow. off the rails. Like, you just can't take the guy seriously. And he always takes it to this ridiculous extreme. Like he could be talking like some serious, plausible conspiracy theory shit and then instantly go to like uh, reptilians or aliens or something. You're like, whoa, whoa, yeah. whoa I didn't sign up for this. Oh, is <laughs> that what they're he... spying on us through the fourth dimension. <laughs> is, is that what he is? He's a conspiracy theorist. Is he? All I know yeah. is he's oh, a yeah. douche. Oh. That's all I know about him. Well, he's he is that as well. He's a nutter. Okay. Alright. Yep. Yeah. I learned something today. Mm. Not can't do anything with it, but I learned something today. <laughs> can't take it to Twitter. <laughs> Alright, shifting into some more somber news, but based around a very fantastic individual. So Reggie feels a May retiring from Nintendo and will be replaced by Bowser. And this comes by way so ironic. of Matt Wales so at Eurogamer. So there's a little bit of reading here, but I'll smash through it as quick as I can. Nintendo America president Reggie Filzamay is to retire after 15 years in the position and the company's current senior vice president of sales and marketing will step into that role. That man's name, dear reader, is Doug Bowser. Filzamay joined Nintendo of America in 2003 as its executive vice president of sales and marketing as was promoted to the role of president and COO in 2006. Discussing his decision to leave Nintendo, Filzamay said, Nintendo owns a part of my heart forever. It's a part that is filled with gratitude for the incredibly talented people I've worked with, for the opportunity to represent such a wonderful brand, and most of all, to feel like a member of the world's most positive and enduring gamer community. As I look forward to departing in both good health and good humor, this is not game over for me, but instead leveling up to more time with my wife, family, and friends. Aww, and he, so and nice. he did that via way. He, they released a, a video on the social medias. It was, it was a very very nice sort of emotion stirring tear jerking video like he is one of the most lovable faces in the game space um mm. my body was not reggie yeah like 
unanimous um, heartbreak yeah. across the industry when this when this was announced. Um, I was at work when I watched it, and I'm just like watching. I'm just like, no, I'm good. I'm just really passionate about work. <laughs> <laughs> Holding back tears. Oh, so one yeah. thing I've taken yeah. away from this announcement, I learned what his last name was. Mm. <laughs> Didn't know what his last name like was. He was just always Reggie. I, I just think it's hilarious that a guy named Bowser has taken over. Uh, yeah. Like, have you they really thought about that before they gave him that role? They're like, can we do this? Like, mm. Yeah, our, mm. our, our, our eternal antagonist is now the leader of our company. Like, company yeah. you, you, Nintendo's like, uh, you either retire the hero you live long, as, long enough to hire a villain yeah. <laughs> but on, at the same at the same sort of level there is so many Doug Bowsette memes and sort of oh, art oh, crossovers oh, no. around yeah it's it's a well, slippery actually, slope my, if you want to google it I've got oh, google my favorite it. my favorite image my favorite image is actually one um, with the actual like you know Doug Bowser and behind him there's like Mario and Luigi in the background and but they're, they're like, like tied up yeah that was during his like Almost like an AMA Reddit looking thing where he's he's pulling up the cue card. Yeah. It's like I'm I'm you know excited to be here or whatever. And yeah, Mario and Luigi are tied up in the back. <laughs> Fantastic. Fantastic. Yeah. And if you look a shelf under it, there's nothing but like Goombas on that shelf. Mm. I didn't notice I didn't that. Notice yeah. that. Well they are his minions. Oh. Mm. But yeah, big news. Like he is one of the figureheads and pillars of the gaming community and you know, for And now he has the, the most prized princess. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 insane. It's insane, but um, yeah, we wish him all the best, and it's it's good to see that he's sort of going out on a on his own terms and spending more time with the wife and wife and family, which is always great. Mm. But uh, yeah. let's see That's what beautiful. Vision Doug Bowser brings to the castle. Mm. Mm. So this this is this is one of those IRL moments where it's like a game where Bowser takes over. Yeah, but it's like a good guy. I mean, only time what is will this tell. Mario RPG or something? <laughs> Mario RPG, and you, and then like. Is it one of those games where Mario actually goes goes through all this bullshit and then takes out Bowser and they're like, oh no, Bowser was actually like the greatest like president ever. You've ruined this from us. Maybe life's just one big Mario party. Oh, oh God. I was playing Mario Party just <laughs> yesterday. <laughs> Shit. Mm. And the last bit of news that we're bringing to the table today. This is another rumor, but it is tying both the previous stories together very nicely. Microsoft bringing Game Pass and published titles to Switch. And this is via way of Imran Khan at GameSpot. And according to a report from outlet Direct Feed Games, Microsoft and Nintendo are about to get together in a big way in the near future. Not only will some Microsoft games find their way to the Switch, but it looks like the entire Game Pass library might arrive via the magic of streaming. The report states that Microsoft is looking into publishing some of their own catalogue to the Switch in the form of actual ports. This is no way strange for Microsoft, who has dabbled in things like lending out Rare games for Nintendo systems and developing and publishing games on Nintendo consoles such as Minecraft. And Microsoft-owned developers like Ninja Theory and Obsidian are still self-publishing their games on the Switch and other systems as well. Additionally, the report goes on to say that Microsoft will be leveraging their announced Project X cloud streaming service to bring Xbox One games to the Switch. While the Switch can't natively play, it could stream it over the internet. This will be done through Game Pass, which allows players to subscribe to a service to access a Netflix-style library of games. In talking with our own sources, it has been suggested that the announcement of Game Pass on Switch could come as soon as this year. So, damn! That's fantastic. That's huge. Yeah, like Game Pass has got 100-plus games on it at the moment, and it is one of the best 
services available that Microsoft provide and, and just opening that catalog up to, to the Switch player base would be quite a feat. Um, if only Sony knew how to play nice like that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's very much Microsoft and Nintendo's now sort of walking arm in arm and, and Sony sitting in the back or in the corner wanting to, like, you know, they're almost begrudgingly sort of partying up with them here and there, obviously with the, the Fortnite cross-platform and, and the Rocket League stuff recently but but what do you guys reckon dream what what do you think about this potential bleed from microsoft to nintendo it's well it's potentially going to be uh i guess an interesting direction because uh effectively by making this service available you're effectively um making available a list of exclusives um to people that you would assume just don't have the console that don't have an xbox um and like me. i actually yeah, and and you know, frankly, possibly like me in the next gen, we'll see what happens. Um, I actually like this this direction. I think it's it's clever. Um, it's it's always smart when you just accept that things will never be perfect, um, and you just act accordingly. And to just, I guess, accept that you're not going to be able to flog a console to every man, woman, and child out there, um, and to instead just say, what else can we do? <laughs> And then to go through the games as a service route and really develop that um, and be the market leader on that, you really are just opening the whole thing up for yourselves to just have everyone involved. Um, it's cool, man. I think it's really cool. What about you, Miss Hart? You got anything to... Any any thoughts? Well, it makes me curious. If they're going to bring in this pot part where they're going to make themselves more as an accessible library of games you would think that would take them slowly and slowly away from making hardwares and just make me focusing on that aspect i don't know um especially if we're getting like we already just talked about a rumor of them creating new hardware so i do appreciate that microsoft as sam's kind of like saying it's like they're thinking outside of the box they're they're seeing what their options are and what they can actually do um but i mean you can only perfect one thing can't you so you're either going to mm. be strictly an online service or you're going to be still making hardware. I don't know. It's a competitive, it's really competitive out there. It's really hard to stay ahead and matching the demands and requirements of gamers out there and, and fitting, fitting what they want, but also competing with others. So, I mean, console wise, unfortunately, PlayStation has held the key. Then you've got portable, which Nintendo has fucking kicked ass on. And then, you know, and then you've got us elitists on PC who we get, you know, the best of the best. So, like, what does Microsoft actually have to offer? So, this is a good this is a good step. Um, but what it means for the future of Microsoft, I don't know. MPC mm, boys, what do you reckon? Um, I think it's really smart for them to make the switch. Huh? Um, I like that you looked into the camera so the audience could see that. <laughs> it's, it's a habit. It's a habit. Uh, <laughs> um, no, but I I think it's a fantastic idea because I mean. Who's the Xbox is the least successful console, so why not use something that they have and is doing really well, and then you know bring it to the Switch? I mean, you can already use that on the PC, so I like I, I got no reason to get it. Xbox. I mean, yeah, I mean you're right. Uh, I love being right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <get out. laughs> no, but like it, it is. I'm doing it wrong. It's it's a great idea. It really is. Like to bring basically a whole bunch of Xbox games, have them available on a handheld console it's, it's a good idea but like because you love banjo kazooie so much yeah no i love it love it no <laughs> but 
No, you've derailed me. Happens all the time. He just he was just thinking about Banjo Kazooie, and he's just like, I hate that go so much. To be fair, You're not I, a fan? Really I didn't know this about you, Alex. What, about Banjo-Kazooie or derailing? Yeah, Banjo-Kazooie. <laughs> no, because, look, I, I didn't own an N64 growing up, so I wasn't raised on it. And then when we, I think we played it on a retro Wednesday, could not wrap my head around, like, the way the camera moves. I was oh, like, yeah. no, nah, these controls are disgusting. This game could yeah. fuck right off. The camera was pretty <laughs> shit. You gotta adapt and overcome, you weak ass bitch. Oh, get out! <laughs> and then, and then you told me that what uh, ukulele had the same controls. I'm like, why would they do that? <laughs> well, you'll be able to relive all this and more on the Nintendo Switch soon, potentially. So, uh, yeah, it's yeah. it's. I, I don't really think I can add anything more than what what you guys all said as far as the conversation. I, I think it's a smart move by Microsoft. They're definitely trying to perfect their message moving into this next gen obviously with the xbox one there was a whole heap of uh hullabaloo tied into has to be online all the time and and various other sort of nuances that got gamers offside so if they can come out at e3 and be like we've got this new this new anaconda platform coming out next year we're also porting all 100 of these games plus that's going to evolve every month onto the switch and this that the other like it'll it'll get people excited because everyone wants that that unity in gaming um you hear a lot of like what you guys were saying earlier like you guys are all playing on your playstations but i prefer to play console games on the xbox because if you're comparing the pro and the one x the one x pisses all over the pro or at least my version does compared to the the og pro that i've got because it's a fucking jet engine in my lounge room and everything else but um (laughs) Yeah, we want that unity. We want that level platform where we can jump on and, and blur the lines between Nintendo and Microsoft and Sony and maybe Sherry's Soldier caring. Boy's console will make a return. Who knows? Oh, like, no. Get out of <laughs> Maybe that's going to be a big E3 announcement. But Fuck. it's cool. It's cool. It's it's a good time to be a gamer, I think, is, is the best thing to take away out of this. Like, if they can execute something like that where I can go from playing on my Xbox at home and then i'm you know traveling or on transport or whatever and i can pick up that same game on the switch and the the save will, will sort of transfer across that's that's fucking magical like sign mm-hmm. me up for some of that and banjo kazooie on the switch would be great thank you very much yes <laughs> goddamn right it would be you goddamn right i feel attacked <laughs> this, 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 we've had, so he also played legend of zelda recently this is another thing oh. for controls. He was like, fucking zoo targeting is bullshit, man. <laughs> but he plays Dark Souls. And they got it's the same mechanic, bro. <laughs> it's the same. I don't know what it was about zoo targeting. I think it was the way it was handled with the... Those, I could not wrap my head around it. And it actually... I evolved a different method of combat in that game to deliberately avoid Z targeting. Hmm. It was great. Finished it. It was great. Then again, the Nintendo 64 um, controller for Banjo-Kazooie, like, the Nintendo 64 controller was a piece of shit. Like, <laughs> Confirm. It, what? Yeah, I don't know what was the great. hell that was. It was great, no. and anyone who grew up with the Nintendo 64 will tell you that that fit perfectly in your hands. I don't know how we managed to deal with the D-pad on the left side of the controller. Because That's we adapt and overcome. That's talk about. That's exactly right. Adapt overcome improvise what is it what's the adapt yeah improvise overcome. adapt anyway. overcome that, and that's what we this. did and frankly we're <laughs> better people than you for it brendan ali we're better yeah oh, like... no, i've got a callus on my palm for mario party and the fucking <laughs> oh. joy con wasn't that a, a lawsuit yeah they had Didn't to they have to like yeah 
they were so flimsy that joystick too like you'd go around to a mate's place and you'd be you know, you'd jump on to some local four player and you just hope you wouldn't get the busted 64 controller with the joystick that's just permanently <laughs> leaning down the with the tape yeah. on it the one that was sort of always dragged to the left yeah. Yeah. there'd always yeah. be one you're always compensating for it yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah the most impractical controller but as as you said dream we made it work as kids uh, somehow some way we made yeah. it play you have to yeah. yeah, and as a little brother, I can say, I was always thought that controller. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, damn! But no, it's it's exciting times. Like there's there was some pretty cool things that we unpacked this episode. A lot of Microsoft Nintendo bleed over or, or sort of just parallel stories, which you know, leading into E3 is has got people pretty hyped, and, and no doubt we'll see the the reaction from Sony, whether it be at their own separate presser off-site at E3 as they do, or maybe they just wait for PSX later this year to unveil the PlayStation 5 uh, after seeing how Microsoft unveiled the Anaconda. So, yeah, <laughs> next few months are going to be fun. Maybe Microsoft's Anaconda is going to be a handheld. Maybe. maybe. Well, there was there was two Did two sort of hardware know. offerings he's talking about there. Lockhart, maybe that's <laughs> the big one, and Anaconda is the one that you play with in your hands. So Yeah, maybe. Mm. Who's, who sung... Who sung so mix a lot. Maybe they get some mix a lot to come out and well, sort of unveil this thing Nicki at E3. Oh, I hate yeah. Nicki Minaj so much. My God. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking Nicki Minaj. But that Cardi B is even worse. She's her music is so bad, and yet she's just okay. Okay. Up. Okay. Okay. Look. 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 Some of Cardi B stuff's all right. I'm my girlfriend is like all about that, so I listen to it all the time. And some of the stuff is actually all right. Like that new one with Bruno Mars. I'm just like, I'm all about Bruno Mars. That guy's a very talented well, man. That's, that's what's happening right there. Bruno Mars is like carrying... Yeah, he's bringing the talent to the song. <laughs> Damn right. It's the same as that Maroon she... 5 song. Like, why is Cardi B in there? Like, I like that girl song. It's got a good beat. And then she comes in here just rap talking about shit. I'm just like, shit's so all over get it. Get out of here. Get out of here. God, who she's, she's such a character though. Have you seen her on that reality show? Oh, she don't get me wrong. She's a hilarious person. Yeah. <laughs> It doesn't mean I like her yeah, music, though. Yeah, I do not. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. I do not. So, I did uh. Not see our episode ending with that. About <laughs> Cardi B. <laughs> Bit of Cardi B shade. All right. So, that has been episode 140 of the Hungry Gamers podcast. Before we start doing all the closeouts, NPC Boys, is there anything you wanted to say? I reckon. Give us a little bit more of a plug where we can find you, where we can see you, all that kind of stuff, because you are one of the hidden gems in the gaming community. Uh, we don't say that anywhere near enough. You guys are doing fantastic content each and every week, whether it be podcasting, whether it be streaming, whether it be even just being crazy on Instagram stories leading into your episodes. Um, it's constantly making me laugh and nearly wing my pants. Maybe I've got a bladder issue, but maybe you guys are just really funny. <laughs> Who knows? But um, yeah, where, where can the, the listeners and the viewers track you boys down? Go. Um, we are everywhere at a couple of NPCs. Uh, we usually use Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. That's where we post a lot. Um, we have a Discord as well. So if you go there, um, there's there's links to all that stuff. Uh, we do weekly um, a weekly podcast on Twitch. We stream outside of the podcast two, three days a week. Currently, we're doing uh, a Pokemon Nuzlocke. And that's, that's hilarious if you want to see Alex get really upset when a Pokemon dies. Um, we do weekly highlights on YouTube. I mean, we do. We're just always on the go. That's this is yeah. how we do. They're everywhere. So find them on all those socials and on the Twitch. Give them a give them a follow. Give them a subscription. Throw them a couple of bucks. Our, get some emotes. And our podcast is yeah. Our podcast is everywhere on um like SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify, pretty much everywhere. Mm, yeah, it's pretty and easy to find. Twi- Twitch has brought in 
I think this morning I got an email and they're just like, oop, affiliates get five emotes now. Mm. So we've got we've already got some on the back burner because of Discord. We got all these emotes, so we're just gonna. Can, can you give us the uh, the inside track on what one of these emotes might be? Okay, so we've got you know the Kappa face, like the grayed out mm-hmm. face. Um, there's my face doing that. There's my face crying. There's Alex's face. There's uh, his face raging. And there's him doing the laugh. The, the, you know, those the, the laugh face. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Nice. They are good. I've seen them. <laughs> mm. But boys, thank you for finally getting on board with the episode 140. Apologies, it's taken us so goddamn long to get you on here. We are pretty shit like that sometimes, but it has been... Good thing comes to those who wait. <laughs> yes, that's very true. And uh, hopefully it's not another 140 episodes before we get you guys back on here talking them video games. Um, video games, man. But yeah, quick a little bit of housekeeping. Yeah, audio-technica.com.au for all the tasty audio-based equipment, whether you're looking for headphones, microphones, turntables, streetwear... Uh, if this was a video, visual medium right now, you would see this sexy set of phones that uh, our boy here has got on display from the NPCs. Looking great. Uh, but yeah, audio-technica.com.au, they do have some fantastic kits. We have been advocates of them since well before we even formed a relationship with these guys. So give it a look um, to improve your setup for gaming, podcasting, everything else in between. Uh, Miss Hart, Dream, anything you want to say before we roll on out of here? No, just go check out the Patreon, drop a dollar if you want to hear me talk about shit. Yeah. <laughs> That's what and I came here for. <laughs> just to add to that, um, we did uh, episode one of the 8-Bit Cast, which is going to be live for everyone on March 1st, which is this Friday. Um, for episode one, it was myself, Drew, from House of Mario and NATO, um, who is, of course, a THG favorite, you game bro extraordinaire and on every other podcast in the world. He's got so many. Um, we talked about love and Valentine's Day and relationships Aww. because it was initially released on Valentine's Day. So if you want to hear some crazy dating stories, um, if you want to even learn a little bit more about love because we get a bit factual, um, go and check that out on March 1 or hit it earlier by signing up to the Patreon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Speaking of which, I just want to say congratulations to a very successful patreon launch you guys are just killing it it's great thank you so much yeah we've, we've made our first stretch goal and we're on our way to our second which is fantastic so uh thank you for everyone that has dipped into their pockets and thrown a little change our way because uh it means everybody's the world hungry. everybodyody's hungry um because yeah love it that's the way the world is so yeah any, any support you guys can throw behind that monetarily or even just as i said social shares telling your friends telling your families telling your enemies just tell them patreon.com forward slash we are 8-bit get it out there but uh Yeah, this has been episode 140 of the Hungry Gamers podcast. Thank you to each and every one of you for taking the time to listen. Be sure to rate, review, subscribe. Us, a couple of NPCs, everyone else in the hashtag 8 Collective on all the podcast platforms of your choosing because it helps keep those emotional lights on in our hearts. Until next time, 8-Bit Nation, much love. Stay hungry. And we will NPC you later. You've been listening to The Hungry Gamers, one of many gaming and geek culture-related podcasts from the 8-Bit Collective over on 8bit.net. Check out more episodes on your podcast service of choice. And while you're there, please be sure to rate and subscribe. Until next time, boys and girls, stay hungry. Stay hungry.